jiggle. Oh, hello. That's the vibe we're going with today. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to Classroom Crush. This is the first um, friends and family bonus episode that will be put out for free because obviously you just, I can't. I can't keep this from you. That's the thing. And so you got to subscribe to the Patreon so I don't have to keep anything from you. Lovely people. Um, this is the first of these episodes. I'm really excited. Um, the most eventful things I need to update you on is, you know, yesterday I captured our two mice. I haven't told you about this, but we had two little mice. And of course, I named one Henry and I named one Billy because that was the essence that they were giving. And they were bold. And I said, baby, to my boyfriend, yes. I said, baby, I can't kill them. These guys got spunk. They got personality. They are daring. Because they will come on out while I'm cooking. They don't give a shit. Um, but we did capture them. It happened. And I released them. And it was a, a mission. And, you know, people were saying, you got to kill it. I said, I'm not going to do it. To Billy and Henry. They are brothers and they deserve a second chance. <laughs> um, so out into the world they went. Also, after we left your house, my 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 guest um who I'm about to introduce, me and my friend that was at my guest house, we came back home absolutely attacked by the largest co cockroach flying within the air that I've seen in a New York apartment thus far. It was on the wall. And then it was, and then it was high, high speed. I swear we we're sitting in the couch. It is coming at us. Like it had a mission. We were screaming at the top of our lungs. Like if the neighbors probably thought like something truly traumatic was, and, and again, they would be right because it was very traumatic. We screamed so much. My boyfriend got home right in time. I said, kill it. I can't. Ah. We were, I was literally hiding in the bathroom and our friend was was also hiding behind a door it was crazy um that has nothing to do with anything but I just want you to sort of understand where I've been in my energy in the last 24 hours and that's on alert but now at ease and more so <laughs> because I am with my amazing guest where to start with this guest um I met them in the summer of 2020 as you know has happened with a lot of people changing lots of lives impacting lots of souls um i met them in the summer of 2020 never forget it um they are an artist they are a black trans liberationist they are an abolitionist they are a creator they are a producer they are you know genuinely one of the first people to teach me about what it is to like be an abolitionist in day-to-day -day life and like truly actually practice radical love. It's pretty wild when you see it with your eyes and then you know it can be done. And for that reason, I am forever grateful um, to have them. And their name is Osh. Hi, it's Osh. Welcome to Classroom <laughs> Crush. <laughs> hey, Rebecca. <laughs> is that okay? I love it. I love it. That was perfect. That was perfect. It's all true. That sounds yeah. so like, um, you know, oh, uh, almost even heavy, but it is just true. Like laughing with you, getting yeah. to know you, seeing you, being in community with you. Um, what a treat for me. What a treat yeah. for me. And what I a mean, treat for especially all. during that time, right? Like mm -hmm. it was um, happening. I feel like there was a lot of energy 
because there was a lot of energy and a lot of stress and motion. And I felt like whenever I had like a little one-on-one with you or, or ended up in your space, calming, ease, joy, laughter. Um, so that's hard and rare and we have to hold on to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and for many, many reasons, I want to know how you became this person. So we're going to talk about it through boys. <laughs> uh, yes, we love, love, love boys. Well, well, we do them. we? We love men, we love- you know, but boys are a good pastime. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, yes. Well, like you said, my name is Ash. I do a bunch of shit yeah. and I'm just here. I'm a human. I'm a black trans being. Um, and yes, abolitionist. Black trans liberationist, black liberationist, but also like a student of all of those things continually. Um, So, yeah, I mean, shoot, where do I begin? Well, where we're going to begin, we're on, and if for some reason you've never listened to this podcast before, this is a podcast that is about childhood crushes, about childhood love and feelings and how they inform who you become later and how you love and do all of that stuff. So um, you, we talked a little bit before, you were a crushy person to begin with, yes? <laughs> yes. Okay. How early are these feelings happening? Oh, uh, I mean, I had crushes in like, uh, what is it? Like Head Start. I was in like Head Start programs. Mm. I had, I had crushes then. I had crushes in kindergarten. I was a frisky kindergartner. <laughs> um, you know, when middle school <laughs> happened and started to become a thing, you know, crushes became a lot more uh, prevalent and present. Oh. And then high school is high school. High school is all of the juice bubbling. <laughs> you know, and then college, but like literally. Really, I, I remember being young and like crushing on obviously celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. but also just like people in the neighborhood or people in my class that I thought were cute. Like, I, you- I've always been a person mm-hmm. who like paid attention to people's features. Like when I'm talking to a person, especially in person, mm-hmm. people, I'm not, I'm looking at people's eyes, but I'm also like looking at your nose and your lips and yeah. your teeth and like your eye, your eyelashes, your eyebrows. Like I'm looking at all the fine details of the person, like and really mm-hmm. sketching or imprinting the person's face. That's totally in my brain. a thing. Like I realized when I was in arts high school, yes, and like doing um, figure drawing classes, I realized like if I spend enough time just like looking at someone's face, like sketching their face. I feel like I could fall in love with any face. Like when you look yes. at every feature, it's like, that's so interesting and beautiful and weird. Even if it's like truly a normal, normal, whatever a normal face right. looks like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was just captivated by people, you know, that may speak to like artistry as well. Right. Like mm-hmm. in being an, being an artist or someone who creates um, like looking at the details and like fine details of everything. And so, yeah, I remember being like, in Head Start programs and be like, oh, like, you know, early on, AMAB children, AMAB being assigned male at birth, children are like taught, especially black AMAB children are taught like to be um, 
sort of like conquerors like everything is a conquest like especially mm. girls you know what i'm saying mm. so it was i was always asking from a young age like oh you got a little girlfriend somewhere or whatever and i was i always feel so weird about it. i'm like um yeah i was like no did it feel like pressure it felt like pressure but at the same time i i was like what if i have a boyfriend mm. like in my brain but i'm like oh i can't say that out loud obviously that's not the right thing how young um, do you think you were when you knew that like that was what the answer would be, you know, or like, is that a question? Young, 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 young. But like I identify as pansexual. So like, again, Mm -hmm. every human being is like scrumptious to me, you know? Yeah. And I think like it not, it being taboo Mm -hmm. to say things about boys, it made me, like hold the crushes in, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was I would sneak at that point and like do things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And I remember my whole life, my mom would be like, "You've never brought anybody home to meet me," and I'm like, "I'll bring the person home that I'm going to marry, right?" Mm-hmm. And I just always use that as like a cop out because I'm like, because what if I want to bring a boy home? You wouldn't like that, or like mm-hmm. someone who's trans home, like you wouldn't like that, like you wouldn't like anything that is not a cis hetero whatever. Right. Like that was um, a given from the start. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think one of the first crushes I really had, which ended up, and most of my crushes turned into, like when I pursued them, turned into the thing. Mm-hmm. So one of my first ones, I remember Beautiful being person's in, curse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I I'm remember, like thinking um, about the show, I'm like, the people who that that happens to... I'm like, oh, yeah, beautiful people <laughs> makes a difference. No, everyone I've had on the show has been beautiful, obviously. But, you know, there are some people who are particularly blessed. Let's just yes, <laughs> let's well. just say that. Um, Everyone's been able, but I'm so blessed that I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, the, but, yes, go on. Um, I think I was... Well, I know I was in middle school or, like, coming out of, like, elementary into middle school. I think maybe, like, um, going into fifth grade, possibly, Mm -hmm. at the summer program. And there was this girl. Her name is Jaden. And I liked her, one, because she was pretty. But also, like, her name was Jaden. So it felt like, Mm. you know, a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, like, I'm sort of getting away with something. I don't really know what yet. But... (laughs) Um, and I remember like dating her and it was great. Like we would just date, we would just date over the summer really. Cause we were at summer camp together, but like we would talk all through the school year or whatever. Mm-hmm. One summer I decided not to go to the camp and then I couldn't get back in the camp. And my friend who was my really good friend at the camp ended up dating this girl and I, it broke my heart. Like, How did you find out about this? Just through the group? Crazy enough. <laughs> no. Someone texted me who was at the camp, you know, and was like, oh, like, you know, where were you this summer, da, 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 everything. And then they were like, you know, Austin, like, and date, and Jaden started to date. And I was like, excuse me. What? <laughs> I'm like, I decided to not come to camp one, one summer, summer and this is what happens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so like my idea of like loyalty was just like, shot yeah so how was that feeling immediately like when you received that message? i was so pissed off i wanted to go to the camp no i think i like text austin like called him and was just like 
going off on them and was just mm-hmm. like, you know, like I'm gonna fight you type thing. And it was just like, oh, that's so cute. Do you, think, <laughs> do you feel like you were more mad at Austin than than Jaden, or equally, like? I was equally mad at both of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like. I feel like, yeah, because I mean, one was my girlfriend, the other one was like a best friend. So it's yeah. like, at this point, y'all are like somewhere on the same level as mm-hmm. far as like, as far as like how I interact with you all, um, or like my respect level or care level for you yeah. all. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that to me? I just don't understand. It's just, yeah. It was just, it really made me so sad. Yeah, that's awful. That's a terrible, and and I mean, that's like, there's just so many little moments that can turn into like things that end up being like huge fears, like huge weight of fear. Cause like when I hear that, I'm just like, well, no, I can never not go to camp because uh, what's going to happen if I don't go to camp with all the people that are still at camp, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. For me, I, I definitely understand. For me, it was, it's, it, it turns into like, oh, now I'm just like gonna dismiss these people i'm never gonna talk to them again like Mm. i've always had this complex i think of like i'm the best thing that's ever happened to people (laughs) i mean Um, not wrong but and so so it's (laughs) like oh you disrespecting me or you treated me wrong you treated me bad like there's no coming back from that Mm -hmm. you know you're done in this town, like that kind of person. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I mean, I just never went back to the camp and I never talked to any of them again. Like, I just. Do you think that that, like, that idea of like, I'm I'm the best thing that's happened to you. Do you think that grew over time or you've always been like that? Like you were like that then or as like a result of. I think because I've always been so nice right I've always been so nice loving and caring I've always been about community mm-hmm. you know I've always put like people before me that's kind of like the cadence of how I was raised mm-hmm. and so when I extend myself to people and that happens um you know it does turn into like this almost god complex I think you could say mm-hmm. um and I definitely think that it has grown <laughs> as my life has like progressed because again like I go into everything with this like no I'm gonna give everybody a chance like it's gonna be Mm -hmm. you know people people I'm gonna give people the opportunity to prove me wrong about people you know like yes like I give trust and love and respect almost away freely Mm -hmm. you know I'm like what's what's the best that can happen like I make lifelong friends or like you know but then also like what's the worst that can happen somebody like disrespects you but it's like a person only disrespects you insofar as you allow them to so well and it's also it's it's also just like interesting um about like perspective right where it's like (laughs) I can know how much I'm giving and like how much that it like where that is coming from and like what that feels like to give and then when you when like the information I'm getting from you is like an L you know and when it's like something even if it's something small or big or whatever it's like you don't see how that feels and that imbalance like maybe the way that I do you know exactly it's it's hard because it's I feel like when 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 we get into talk like that it's it's 
it's easy for people to start talking about it in a way that like seems transactional where it's like, here's what I do for you. And what are you doing for me? Right. And yes. that's something that like, I really try to pay attention to because I feel very similarly in my life. I have like pretty consistently been like the a giver, you know, mm -hmm. and, but it's like, I love to give, I, 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 right. the same, it's in the same way of like, I love to give a compliment that feels nice both for you and for me, hopefully, you know? Right. Um, but it's the moments of like, oh, how do I feel like I need to be considered? And like, A, am I giving you a shot at even getting, you know, giving that to me? Like, am I being clear about what that is? And B, like, am I being honest with my, myself about what that is? Like, right. it's, a, it's, tw it's twisty. It's so, yes. it's so <laughs> crazy, like, really wanting to be able to just, like, bloop into somebody else's brain and be like, oh, I see how you see this. All the time, yeah. right? All the time. So because you can't do that, yeah, I I tend to like, if I get hurt by persons, I'll just remove myself. Um, well, I used to do that. Now I'm more of a person who's like, okay, let's have communication and like try to figure this thing out if possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then if not, like if, if, like you said, what I'm giving is not being returned. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just going to back away from it because I feel like I've given it my all or like right. tried to. And it's, and I also no feel like that's like math you kind of have to do on your own. Like that can't yeah. be a thing that's a universal where it's like, I know what I can take basically. And like, yeah, it's hard to just decide when something is like, well, this is what I've given all of this work and it's not moving and I don't know how much more I can try on it, you know, and then like peace out. Like yeah. that line is different for everyone yeah. in every relationship too, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So do you feel like you, um, so, so, so after like this, this early disappointment, um, <laughs> are, are you feeling like I am still the greatest and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find something new. I, are you like searching for something new? Um, yeah, I rarely got, like, to the point of feeling like, oh, love will never happen for me again, like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was always like, miss one, next On 15 will coming. Yeah. I'm going to find, <laughs> look at me, you know, it <laughs> yeah. was always that. And so um, I can't say that I've had many relationships in my life because... I was repressed, obviously, mm. a lot when I was a kid. Like there was no space to like date other date other things and where outside. Where did you grow up world. again? I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. So the middle of the map. Yeah. <laughs> Not cornfields or anything, like <laughs> definitely city vibes, but yeah. very conservative still. Mm -hmm. So um there was no space for that, for that existence of like, oh yeah, you can have like a partner that's the same sex or like that might be trans or some mm -hmm. sort of queer there was no space for queerness and so i've had like four girlfriends in my entire life all of them were great um maybe more i don't know i was a serial dater like it was yeah cool. <laughs> you're a social uh, butterfly <laughs> you know, uh and then but i remember like my front facing self was like okay cool like this like pseudo ladies man vibe because I not only was I like 
handsome or mm-hmm. like beautiful or like attractive, but like I was clean, you know, clean cut. Like my hair was always cut. My, mm-hmm. you know, everything was always together. And so mm-hmm. it was like, and I was smart or I am smart, you know? So it's like the total package. Everyone's moms loved me. I'm talking about right. everybody's mom, you know, yeah. it was like, Oh my God, you know, like they're, that's the best kid in the whole world. Like they're mm-hmm. so respectful and like, mm-hmm. they're so handsome and, you know, yeah. every like people's parents were like talking to my mom, like you are trying to arrange child, trying to arrange marriages. Kind of thing. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, ridiculous. like we found the one. Let's, let's yeah. grab them and, and I'm go. Just like, oh my god, that's so crazy. Um, <laughs> like there was this one girl. Her name was Miranda. We went to we went from elementary school to high school together. We broke off in in middle school, but mm-hmm. our whole entire life, especially when we were in elementary school. Her mom and my mom were always like, yeah, they're going to get married when they get older. We're going to make sure that that happens. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm a child. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so little. Look at how close I am to the ground. (laughs) Exactly. And so things like that. But so girls were front facing, but like I was having some fun. Yeah. You know, I would have my, I would hang out with, people and mm. well before people. we I, I did want to ask do you think like that that like um you know mothers love them thing was that like an effort or was that like a natural thing that just oh, happened to you so natural I'm just mm-hmm. a charismatic person yeah. like I'm I'm magnetic you, <laughs> and were you like cognizant of the way that people viewed you that way and how did it make you feel yeah, I was very cognizant of it. I lived a life now, especially like doing a lot of inner child and inner, inner teen work, inner teen healing work. I realized like I just never wanted to embarrass my mother. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say that's like the whole entirety of it. I've always been a character. I've always wanted to be like, you know, on TV, well known, like, yeah. you know, that kind of like energy. I walk into a room, it lights up because I'm just like, hey, like, what's up? What's going on? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how I am. I know how you uh, are. <laughs> so, you Did know. you hear my introduction? <laughs> <laughs> so it was that and, you know, not really having the space to express that on top of, OK, so when I couldn't express that, it turned into, OK, well, I don't want to embarrass my mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep this personality up because this is me, but I'm going to curtail it or like yeah. curate it in a way that's just like focus on your education, you know, be learned, like mm-hmm. choose to do good things, like be the upstanding example of like what a black a map child is supposed to be. Right. Um, and did you feel like, do, do you feel like you got direct validation from your mom, like for being that way? No, it, mm. it, I've spent like the last 25 years trying yeah. to be validated. <laughs> and I finally like have like released it. And it's just like, that feels really good because yeah. I would do absolutely anything to get some sort of praise from my mother Mm -hmm. um and it rarely came and when it did come it was very like I mean yeah like this is what this is like expectation like I'm proud of you but like what else you've been smart your whole life you want me to keep clapping because you're smart it's really like yes because you're (laughs) never please (laughs) louder I need to hear it you know it's really hard I I I feel like the last whatever just really like 20 end of 2021 into this year I've been really trying to like do my shit in my little brain 
And it's really hard to be, I think it's really hard to be honest with yourself about expectation and how expectation has influenced you. Because, you know, I think I've always had a real narrative about why I am the way I am and where certain things come from. And like a lot of that is very true, you know, um, and a lot of that I, I, I don't doubt. But I, a, a big sort of breakthrough for me recently has been realizing like, oh, yeah, I think I've had a lot of expectation on me since I was little. Um, sort of like like and like you can ca ca point to obvious like uh, suspects, but also kind of just like generally. And it's this fucking and it's like weird to talk about but it's this thing when you're like a special kid where like people see something in you and they like feel that you are meant for like such great things and you grow up with that and you're like well it has to be true and it has to come true and right. then and then it's like well fuck it has to come true because then if not all of these years and all of these people like I've let them down exactly but then it's sort of like it's like the goalpost keeps moving because exactly. to get there, it's really hard. And if you're not, and even, you know, I'm 26 and I'm really trying to um, understand that that is young, you know? And like, I know that that is young, but I had expectations where I was like 22 Oscar, <laughs> you know, I was like going to be there. And we I think every moment have... that I'm not there feels like, oh no, I'm failing. And it's like, how do you get over that? That's like hard. You know, yeah, we all have like, I remember being 14, 15 and saying like, oh, no, like when I'm 21, I'm going to find my my partner. And when I'm 25, we're going to get married. Then we're going to spend five years traveling together. And yeah. then I'm 30, we're going to have our first child and buy our first house and have our first car. And I'm going to be uh, 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 ethnobotanist and I'm going to be, <laughs> you know, I'm going to focus on like medicinal medicine uh so I mean, medicine like you know and it's mm -hmm. just like what who it's said crazy. that like it's like you and, and you just like you want to go back and be like you know nothing dream yeah. your dreams well, because the thing be about passionate it is, but exactly, you know nothing about how the world's gonna go <laughs> exactly and so my whole life quite literally I remember like being young, like me and my older sibling, we were characters. So like, this is also the beautiful thing about how I grew up. Like I have, I have an older sibling. We are a year and a half apart. Mm -hmm. So the two of us like were thickest thieves. Yeah. Like growing up and we both wanted to be actors and we would go out to auditions and castings and people would be like, you two are amazing. You two are so great. You two, you know, really should be on TV. Yeah. And our mom, but like they, all these things, like you had to pay them of to course. send you somebody to do the thing. <laughs> and it was, you know, a full like scale event. And so my mom would always, our mom would always be like, you know, if a person is supposed to, or if you're supposed to do this thing, like it'll happen, it'll just happen. And mm. so we spent our whole life, like as When's kids, it like happen? it'll happen, it'll mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Let's just keep doing Like, we don't have, we don't have to do anything. It's just going to happen. Yeah. You know, if then, it's meant to be. It will be. Exactly. But then, you know, you go to church and then it's like, well, faith without work is dead. And it's like, okay, so let's start working on something. So it's like, well, mom, we want to do this, 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 and this. And there was never any time for it. Or like, even for me, it was like, well, I have to focus on your older sibling. They have this, mm -hmm. this, 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 and going on. So I was, I never really got to 
you know, hone my skills or my craft. Like yeah. I had to like just figure things out by myself mm-hmm. and it became hard after a while. I'm like, I know that I'm talented. I have this like raw talent that needs to really be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shaped Shared. and yeah. I don't have any space to give it to. Okay. Now. So then I must not, it's never going to happen. I must not, you know, this must not have been the path for me. I may have just been dreaming because I watched TV all day. Cool. Let me be mm-hmm. realistic now about my goals. Let yeah. me, either be a doctor or a business person or mm-hmm. a lawyer or something that's realistic or a teacher or right. an educator or some, some, like, something like that. And you lose that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You lose that spark. You lose that happiness. And then you become a shell of yourself. Yeah. And now you're just going through the motions. And yeah. And that's I, just like, a, that, that's just a really like easy sort of example of also just like where privilege like plays especially in like these these industries is like so much of it is like if you have the time and the space to be like practicing this thing and 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 we could say you know everyone can make the time and this like like sure but also no because there are certain things I have to do to uh simply survive you know right. and like I feel like I'm in very much survival mode right now because I'm also very much trying to prioritize doing the shit like bringing yes. the podcast back blah, blah blah you know like um like I'm trying to force myself to do that and I and and it's I quit my, it's terrifying. I have, I don't know where my rent's going to come from, you know? And, and that is, it's a lot harder to also create when you are under that stress, you know, Absolutely. it's not like the best that I'm going to be, um, producing when I'm just like, like literally today, I'm just like, Oh, lunch, what am I yeah. going to do? It's like five o'clock, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think that that is, it's it's not to like romanticize like that pain um but there is like someone i i was on listening to a podcast i think it was like betty who was on lost culturistas or something and she said something about like said something about how you know your hardships now are gonna make you um uniquely prepared for like the hardships you're going to face when you're making it, you know, and like when you're like there and yeah. when it's happening, cause it's like, well, fucking I've been through da 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 and this is cake and I can handle whatever. Yeah. I've always, I mean, and I think that there's obviously space for that. Right. Yeah. I think, but still like why it, it doesn't have, it doesn't have, well, th- and then that's the thing. It's like, well, but it's not like that for all of these other people. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't, it's have like, to be, it doesn't know? have to be any of that. It can literally, like, it can literally, we can just all enjoy this experience and then, like, you can imagine our a world of abundance, go, you, know, <laughs> you know? Imagine, right. and we can just all go on about our day, and then, like, when it's our time to leave and we leave, we leave behind what it is that we want the next people to have. And like, everybody just lives in such great peace and harmony. And it's yeah. just so perfect. And, we just have to do you know, a lot of abolishing. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know. But even still, we, we all know that even with abolition, it's not going to be, it's. Mm-hmm. It's work. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's work. So, um, but what's not work is 
love, but also that's not true because sometimes love is work. Um, love is hard work. Love is hard work. Do you feel like um, in these little early uh, relationships, are you taking them seriously like relationships? You know, like this is my girlfriend. I was taking them serious title wise, but at the same time, I wasn't. Like I was not a person who wanted to necessarily be committed. I, I wanted to keep my options open and often. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would be like, yeah, like, I'm I've I've like been in some polyamory for mm-hmm. a while. I, I wouldn't call myself polyamorous, but I think the idea of like having multiple partners has always been fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um I just wouldn't want my partners to have other partners. Yeah, right. That's, and that's so it's like, well, are you really polyamorous or are you just a whore? You know? <laughs> there's <laughs> for walls. No. And I'm like, there's room, so things can exist at the same time. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I was mean, it makes sense serious. if you were also just like in the beginning in the way that you are getting to, I'm assuming, um, like start to explore this side of your sexuality, you are juggling a couple things at once right, to right, right, figure right. that out, you yeah, know? Exactly. Exactly. And for me, like, I think even before my idea of like queerness and relationships and, you know, what it looks like to be to have a partner and so on became more nuanced. Like I was like, I can have a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Like they're not the same gender, not the mm. same sex. Like it's, it's not, they're two, two different, different sex. It's, they don't cross. What, what, how cheating. did you define those? Did you define them specifically? Like, well, a girlfriend is this and a boyfriend is this to, for me. It was, it was defined by genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. At that time, this it was lady. just like, this one has this thing. This one has this thing. It's not the same thing. And they don't have so, to know. <laughs> and, well, and that, but that was the thing. I was like, I wouldn't mind telling, but they don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah. you didn't feel um like any sort of like shame around like that no not saying not that you should have but no I felt I mean I felt shameful in the fact that I couldn't be out loud mm-hmm. with my queerness but like as far as like I whether it was a girl guy whoever mm-hmm. no one was coming home to meet my family unless I knew for sure that we were going to walk down the aisle and mm-hmm. I still have that same mindset my family like my siblings like have rarely have never met anybody that I've ever dated yeah that might be hyperbolic but it sounds sounds true right. um but I have shown them pictures right I've been like oh this is you know but like as far as like being on the phone and like mm-hmm. you know going picking someone picking me up from that like the house or going on a date like it was never it was never that do you think that that's also like an expectation thing I'm like this is who I'm bringing to my family what do they I have extremely high no I have extremely high standards yeah my family I'm sure that they would love a paper bag if I brought it home but (laughs) (laughs) I go to the grocery store But I am like, no, I, this person has to be, I literally have to want to spend the rest of my life with this person because I've told my family about people and been like, oh, I'm so in love with him. Ah." Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh, they'll, they'll ask. And I'm like, oh, like, what? Yeah. That was just like a quick little. Okay. So this is, this is where we're going to get into. So, um, so in, in middle school, you're sort of 
or in in high school where where are we like where you're starting to um you had most when did you have like the girlfriends those were mostly middle school high school well no so no. from my, i had my last girlfriend in undergrad okay yeah um when are you um identifying I with I just had a, I just had a girlfriend last summer but <laughs> what is time you know where are we even in it <laughs> it's a fake yeah um so when you are when are you uh really like knowing in yourself um or feeling comfortable in your queerness hmm. later that, that wouldn't be until 18 and okay. I was in undergrad well actually no that wouldn't be until 23 quite quite literally yeah. but okay. that did not stop me from like sleeping with I started sleeping with guys when I was, okay. I started having sex at 12. Please don't judge me. This is not a space for that. It does happen. No. I mean, as is common, honestly, like, like it's a thing. And looking back, I'm like in, in queer, like histories, I think on, on this show, people I know, like that is a thing. And, and there, there can be a million different reasons for it. I think know? it's so ridiculous, but it happened. Mm-hmm. And so from the age of 12 to about 22, I had this ongoing situation with this guy in my neighborhood. Okay. And we would be bros in the daytime. And then, you know, in the nighttime, he would call me to come over. I would call him to come over and, you know, we would have our fun. Yeah. And then, so that was a thing. And then. How was that he, relationship feeling to you? You know. <laughs> I mean, we back, can get into as much as you want and as little as you want. Just looking back on it, very toxic. Mm-hmm. As I became more and more openly queer, um, he became less and less like wanting to hang out per se but mm-hmm. it would always be like oh but you can come and like right it's you know. in many ways a classic story exactly the classic like yeah. oh bro like i'm not with that gay shit right, right. <laughs> but um, very much like, like wait, i liked you when you were straight <laughs> like no exactly and so like to this to this day like he's still cis he's still straight he has like kids the mm. whole thing yeah um but we like literally stopped when we were 22 mm. he had, had his first kid already at, by that time but you know was uh was this a thing that was hard to stop it you? was and i think only because it was so it was the first mm-hmm. like really consistent thing and like even when i went away to college like i would come home on breaks and like yeah. it's right across the street you know what i'm saying you sort of start to define yourself by it a little bit do you think yeah, yeah. it was like every time i come home i have to do this 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 and this mm-hmm. and he was one of them yeah <laughs> it, it becomes part of your routine what do you think yeah. you feel without it i feel a lot less uh of a secret and i think like I think after a while, so that confident kid who was like, look at me, like, I'm so great. Anybody be, it just went away. Like when I started to get older and like when puberty happened and like 
boys were starting to get like buffer and all the things and like my frame stayed exactly the same like almost nothing happened to me <laughs> yeah and like years would still years would continue to go by I was in high school and I still looked like I was a freaking eighth grader you know what I'm yeah. saying like size wise little. and I'm like just little just yeah. thin you know and I wasn't people you know still thought I was attractive and cute or whatever but like no one I think like there again like not having a space to express queerness I just didn't know what to do and so I just like existed I was just like education I won't like do I won't shake the table too much Mm -hmm. I'll just like go to school and like when I'm 18 and I go to college I can finally live my life right it's it's the when when over exactly do you feel like it it was like well if I let myself slip even a little bit and be my it'll all come out and it'll all come out yeah it was it would have all come out yeah and that's a lot of and and that's the energy that um you you have when you're a kid and you don't realize that uh you're not supposed to (laughs) exactly especially like when people are correcting your behavior like throughout your life so if i will walk and i'll like or walk with like Ooh, like my back hurts or something that looked overtly feminine, mm-hmm. it would always be like, don't do that. Boys don't do that. Or don't cross your legs like that. Boys don't do that. Don't do this. Boys don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, okay. Do you feel like you, you know? knew that that was wrong though? And it was just like, just when I get out of here, like, like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You were Absolutely. Like- my whole life. I was just like my whole, my whole family. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I am the most traveled. I'm the most educated. Mm -hmm. I'm like the top of the top of the food chain when it comes to my family. Right. And like, even like living in New York, you know, or like traveling as many places I've been, like all the things that I've done in my 25 years, like Mm -hmm. for them is like, oh, you're so Hollywood and whatever else. And for me, it's just like, no, I just know there's more I'm like, but I just know there's so much more to life than, you know, this state, this mm-hmm. city to seeing y'all all day. Like, girl, I want to see <laughs> who else is out here, you know? What do you think um, made you that way? Like, do you think that that um, that curiosity and that like that that's always been with you? Was it something that you like saw in other people or um what made you feel like, okay, well, I'm going to tackle life because life is big and I'm going to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I can attribute it to my aunt. I have an aunt who there's me and there's her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she, when I was a kid, like she would always take me and my older sibling to the library and we would read and read and read. And, mm. you know, she would take us like on trips out of town. My mom would be there too. Like that's not, nothing is to discredit my mother, but my aunt was more of a, person who was like encouraging the idea that there's so much more to the world than Mm -hmm. just Kansas City, Missouri, you know? And so I spent a lot of time with her. And one of my favorite movies growing up was um, The Wizard of Oz. And I would literally, anytime I go to her house, that was the first thing that I would always watch. And to see how Dorothy like goes from Kansas, which Mm -hmm. is where like, like quite literally lived in Kansas, to see her go to this like magical land far away and it's so beautiful and it's like all these people. I'm like, yes, like yeah. that's the world. And I mean, you know, and then 
then I got into, so from the Wizard of Oz, I ended up like being introduced to the Wiz, which is like, you know, yeah. the more. I mean, there's just like so it. many reasons that like that would hit for you, you know, exactly. like not and just so, it being a queer sort of like historical text in, a way, I mean, in New York, like, literally in Kansas, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so, you know, it, it just began to become more real for me that like the world had so much more to offer and I was watching Disney Channel all the time and Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. and you know even like Discovery Channel PBS Kids like everything I just knew I was like none of this like in these little scenes I've never seen this before so where Mm -hmm. is this at Ooh, that's New York Ooh, okay that's Paris Ooh, okay that's England oh okay I want to go where are these like I want to go to these places you know and so I've just always just hungered for that I've never wanted to just settle in one place and yeah exist there for the rest of my life like that was always a crazy concept in that same way too like exciting people like who are you um gravitating towards when you're growing up um, in these little romantic and slash sexual slash whatever situations. <laughs> yeah, I began to. So in in middle school, I was introduced to Logo TV, um, which is where this show called Noah's Ark came on, okay. and RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and I was always watching RuPaul's Drag Race and Noah's Ark, but Noah's Ark was so important because it was this show about um, four or five like black queer men um who like were best friends in California mm. and one of them the main character's name is Noah he was like he's like the femme one of the group and like mm. has all this hair and it's just like but he still like has the muscular body and so it's just like this almost androgynous like energy mm. and I remember just watching the show and being like okay I feel mostly connected to Noah, like mm-hmm. with this like feminine energy. Also, like RuPaul's Drag Race was so great. I love seeing the transformations from like you know uh, to the to drag, but I knew that I wasn't like a drag queen person. It was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just it was like I'm femme. But I don't, I'm not like you just seeing anything gender different in gender norm than you've seen in any other sort of media is like yeah. huge. It was just like okay, cool. Um, but I started to gravitate toward men, like real, like I loved football players mm-hmm. uh, in high school. Like I loved, I just loved the sports players in general. If it mm-hmm. was football and track. <laughs> Those are my preferred. But um there was like this wrestler at my high school who was super hot. And, and there was I remember being in high school and like shooting my shot because I had mm. been dealing with this guy across the street from me from forever. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, like, you know, um like what are you in? Like, I'm into you, like da da da. Like mm. I'm I'm just trying to like you put you something out there I, that kind of thing like i literally would would just be like you know like i just want to see your dick <laughs> what would the re- the reactions be like be- okay so because i was really smart i was a student ambassador i was president of like sga and all this mm-hmm. other stuff everybody would just be like maybe like bro like no and then i would get like i would feel so ashamed that i like came out and asked him this thing and like, yeah. I'd be so embarrassed and I'd be like I'd be like okay I'd be like my bad like 
just don't even mind it. Like act like it never happened. Like, you know, that kind <laughs> of thing. That's so like, interesting. Yeah. It was like, don't ruin my reputation, mm. you know, based off this thing. Like, and they'd be but like, oh, no, like it interested enough that you like, I'm like, what's what happens in the space between you're not asking and you are asking like that decision. Do you think it just like had to it come just, out? It just jumps out. I prompt like there would be time. I would be so nervous. Like mm. I would feel, I would just be, we could just, I would be randomly in the bathroom, right. Uh, or like the restroom at my school. And like, if one of the guys I found attractive walked in, I would just always, I would get instantly nervous because they were always, oh, like I was everybody's friend. I've always been everybody's friend, like whatever. So it was always like, oh, like, what's up, bro? Da, da, da. Like they would want to talk. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the bathroom with yeah. them. And I, and they're hot to me. And I was like, Ooh, and this I, is I, stressful to me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, because they want to talk. And I'm like, so that like makes me want to stay longer. And it's like, but you want to talk? Like, do you want to talk or do you want to talk? Because we can talk also, right, right. you know? And like, they, so they, I've been known to talking. talk. <laughs> yeah. And so they just be sitting there like talking to me or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like trying to walk out, but like, they're talking to me and they're also peeing at the same time. So at that point, I'm just like, <laughs> so wild. <laughs> I'm just like, can I see it? And they'd be I like, mean, what? <laughs> well, cause it's also, I'm sure it's just like you, maybe you watch TV shows and da da da, but you and that's what would happen. And you have like a situation yes, like across the street or whatever, but you don't know. No one's telling you, first of all, no one's telling you like, how do I find out if this guy would also be interested in me or showing me like, how do I know? And how do I approach? Like, you don't have any of those answers. Exactly. That's like, and that's where it's just, it, it's sad and it sucks. Cause it's just like, some people just need a little bit more information, you know, to like so avoid these way. moments of shame <laughs> yeah. or just like the, just it. I mean, you know, the younger generation, da da da, they, you know, they're talking, but there's also like weird dark shit going on with them too. Like yes. it's always about that and it's always like sex. And it's just like exactly. they're so fucking obsessed yes. that it's like there's no way <laughs> to, to talk. So we start podcasts and see what what could come of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you felt like super embarrassed. Um but did not deter you from further like explorations. Did you feel like it's like, I got to just, yeah, I guess like how much intentionality is go like, like, you know what you want and you're seeking. Um, are you sort of figuring this out? Like how to get there in this sort of maybe secretive way, you know? Yeah. A lot of it. So initially it was like, Oh, if like a guy is nice to me, like, overtly nice to me because for me it was like for me it always felt like I didn't have to say that I was queer that I just like exuded the energy especially in high school it's just like I may be you know I'm not like the most macho person here I literally am like president of the horticulture club like <laughs> you know like granted yeah. I'm super popular like whatever but like mm -hmm. at the same time I'm like everybody's little bro like I'm just this smart kid who came from like the smart school and just like came here and like yeah it's super nice and my older sibling had already gone there so that was also a plus you know I'm cute yeah. and so it's just like 
clearly I'm queer, right? Like y'all can see this, right? And so it's like, yeah, maybe we're not talking about it explicitly, but like we all know, you know something. But you know, and so when guys would be like super nice, because there were boys who were cool with me, but you can see that they would keep a clear distance. Right. Like it would be like, no oh, like what's up, bro? Here. Yeah, like it would be like, I, you know, yeah. like respect, but I'm gonna be over here. You know? Yeah. Even in gym class, it would be like, oh, like, yeah, bro, like. Yeah. Some people, some people be in locker room and would feel uncomfortable being in the locker room, like where I was at and they would move somewhere else, whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. And it wasn't just about me, obviously, but it's just like this idea, like I'm not with none of that, right. the whole you know, culture. but then there were also those boys who were on the football team and like very, very homoerotic. And so I would get the homoeroticism sort of confused as well with like, yeah. well, if you're doing this, then you must like this. Cause in middle well, because school, it's very confusing. It is, right? <laughs> well, because so confusing. when you're doing quote unquote gay shit, it's like, well, what am I supposed to think? Um, you know, that's I remember masculinity middle school. is fucking uh, cuckoo crazy. It's all over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like literally I remember being in the middle school and like, the football players would like run in the hallway and pick me up and smack me on the butt and whatever else. And like put me down and be like, oh, like he liked that shit. He gay, he gay. Like, and <laughs> I was like, I would, literally, I would literally be like, I hated that entire experience. Please don't ever do that to me again. And they'd be like, oh, why are you so serious? I'm like, that literally was like the worst thing ever. Like, please just never do that again. Yeah. So you're just, but it's that thing. And I would be confused. um, Like, how am I gay? Yeah. 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 It's so, I mean, and. At the same time in my brain, obviously I'm like, but I am queer. Like you can, you can tell. Oh my God. I thought I was like disguising it. Right. And also who knows what all those boys situations were, you know, like. (laughs) it's So. This is where it became like, okay, mm. there was, I was a junior okay. in high school and this alum came to the school and I was always like in and out of class. I basically ran my high school duh. and <laughs> yeah. this alum came in and I was in the front office and I remember he walked in, he was buff and I was just like, mm-hmm. And like he saw me looking at him, but he didn't like do like a, he did like a, and I was like, oh, okay. So this is different. (laughs) You know, and so then the secretary was like, oh, like, do you mind like escorting, you know, him to wherever? I was like, sure, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So now I have to walk in the hallway with this person. I'm talking to them, getting to know them. And he's like flashing his smile at me the whole time. Like, and it's a beautiful set of teeth, mm-hmm. like skin amazing. I mean, just gorgeous man. And um, I was able to like escort him around for like two periods because I had nothing to do, yeah. obviously. <laughs> and um, then I had to go to class, but he stayed the entire day essentially and so by the end of the day he's in my last class randomly and he talks to the teacher and then we're all excused um but I was helping to write a grant with the teacher so (laughs) I was still inside of the computer lab and so he comes back in and he was like because he had asked me for like a hug randomly earlier while we were walking and I was just like I don't know you like no Mm-hmm. And so he comes back in at the end of the day. He's like, can I have a hug now or whatever? And so like we're hugging. I'm like, woo, because this big. Yeah. 
oh, it was just, woo. And I'm 16 years old. So like, this is so hot to me right now. Yeah. And um, he's like, can I have your number? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and me and him would like have a on again, off again situation for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It was so terrible. This he was like 22, 23 years old. I would old. say like 22, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like sneaking him in my mom's house every night at midnight. He's mm-hmm. staying until like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, and then like disappearing and we're doing it all over again, like every night. How is that feeling? Like, is it feeling um scandalo is it feeling like okay you know is it feeling good is it feeling new like what where how is that feeling how does it feel when it starts it felt amazing yeah and we weren't even having sex right he was just coming well like we weren't having penetrative sex I didn't have penetrative sex until I was in college yeah but we would he would come over and we would just like cuddle and like talk and make out and mm-hmm. like you know oral things yeah and yeah it was just like perfect I was like I could do this forever what? yeah I was gonna say, is it like oh yeah this is what it can be like sort, yeah. sort of thing I mean you know, not the crawling through the window whatever, I'm like you know? obviously not crawl yeah well so great thankfully so I stand on my the main floor of my mom's house so mm-hmm. I stay right by the front door okay. so. <laughs> We don't have to get into any parkour. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. But, you know, it. I was just like, oh, I can do this forever. Like, he swore he was in love with me. I felt like I was in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to graduate college and we're going to run away together. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, high, yeah, college, actually. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going to run away together. And this is going to be amazing. Like, this is my husband. Wow. Thank thank you, God. I found him at 16. Yeah. <laughs> Work's done. <laughs> you yeah. know, but at the same time, also, I was still getting a little frisky elsewhere. Mm. So, you know, but after it was, it really became a conflict of, you're too old for me. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't healthy. This isn't. Like, you shouldn't be, you're 23, you should not be with a 16-year-old. At what point do you realize that? Um, I want to say, like, we may have started talking in the spring, and so it ended by, like, the fall. Okay. Yeah. So not yeah. right, like, not, like, right away as things no. are, you know. Oh, my God. I was 16. I was you're excited. It was hot. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. What do you think made you start to realize that? My mom saw a hickey on my neck Mm. and asked me who it was from. And the fact that I had to lie about it, one, didn't sit well with me. Mm -hmm. And even further, I was like, well, if I did tell her that it was a guy, Mm. she would ask me who. And she knew who, like, she knew the alum of my school. Yeah. So she would have been like, yeah, you know, it just would have been a whole thing. Like it would have turned into like you know that that's like rape and yeah. Perspe- perspective <laughs> switch. Just like a whole different thing. So I was just like, yeah, I think you're too old for me. Do you think you recognized like power dynamics in that relationship, or no, not until he later? Submi- he was very submissive. Mm, like okay. there was no, 
there was no like forcing me to do anything. Yeah. It was like whatever I asked is what. Yeah. Well, that's I the was, thing. I, I was even just talking about it. Um, that might be a power dynamic, right? Some type of manipulation. Well, that's the thing. So <laughs> I, I feel like. I've talked about this on on the show in the past. Like I have a lot of like age relationshipy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. old soul girl, fake ID, da da da. Yeah. You know, you right, get into right. situations, but I don't feel like particularly traumatized by all of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And like there are some that I can be like, you know, that person didn't know, and this is the kind of relationship we had, and I, this was an experience that was had that I don't feel bad about that I I still look back on and I'm like that was fine that was fun it was a, a wild time you know um but the ones that I do now look back on that I'm like mm, yucky actually yucky yeah. were the were mostly the ones where nothing physical even happened um but were the ones where it was like you knew how old I was and then like the way you're talking to me um, like the, the fact that it was the, when you're 18, uh, when you're 18 type shit. But in the meantime, I'm going to sexualize you a lot right now, you know? Yeah. And like, I also think like that it's always, and it's what I see in media now too. Like I can recognize it in a show or a story or whatever. It's that thing of like the nice person, who yes. is like, but I'm just lonely and I just want to cuddle and da, da, da. and that person that <clears throat> is like so into you and thinks you're so this, you know, um, and oh, when you're 18, oh, when you're 18, those are the ones that are like the most fucking tricky because it's like, yeah, yeah. you sort of trick me into feeling like this is safe because you're just nice guy, soft guy, lonely guy. We just talk because we're both sad little da da da, you know. <laughs> um but meanwhile you are actually like <laughs> like pulling me into this sort yes. of toxic manipulative thing where it's like I do I am beholden to you in some way that like I that is not appropriate for me to be, you know. Right. Right, exactly. And that's not, like, anybody nice who has ever talked to me, obviously. But, like, there are certain ones that you look back and you're like, okay, I think that's... Because now it's like, yeah, when I see it, I know it. I can smell it a mile away. Like, oh, he's doing the sad, nice boy thing. Um, he's yeah. as so as to come off as so non-threatening. Like, how threatening right. can I be? I'm just I'm just an old guy. You right. know? Exactly, exactly. Not to say that that's what you were going through. No, um, I mean... But that's that's a way that I've looked back on some things. <laughs> as much as I adored the relationship at that age, like looking back on it, I'm like, that was not mm-hmm. an appropriate situation. And I think it kind of manipulated or warped like how I saw relationships moving forward. Yeah. I always wanted to be with older guys. Mm-hmm. I um, always wanted to, and the, I wanted to be with older guys and I got to college and sort of became an older guy and like a <laughs> junior, like, uh, senior in college yeah. and like having relations with like sophomores, mm-hmm. freshmen. And it was like, but they're in college, like they're grown yeah. or like, yeah. you know, I admittedly like, it's really terrible, but like was 21 and like, this senior in high school came to tour the school and like mm. ended up s- sleeping with them. Yeah. And I'm like, 
what are you, what's going on? You know? Why do you think that, it, do you think it's a, um, I don't know. Why do you, why, why do you think that that is? I think just after, well, or I what? went to an all male institution at, mm-hmm. so let's start there. And yeah. when it comes to an all male institution and it's an HBCU. And so again, speaking about like AMAB, like black AMAB children, like, mm-hmm growing up and being repressed like in a space like that all of it just comes out so it's like oh like this is just a clusterfuck of like men who have issues yeah yeah (laughs) and the the path isn't as wild yeah exactly right and nobody's talking about it it's just like everybody's doing these things in secrecy like you know there's still a lot of like homophobia on this campus and so on it's Mm -hmm. just like sneak and get your get your thing where you get your thing at you know and it's nobody's business kind of thing and so I think that I fell into that um and then after a while like after a while I will say after like just before graduating I was just like okay I I've never really liked people that are my age Mm -hmm. um because I feel like if it's my age, we're all like trying to discover the same thing. So there's mm-hmm. nothing you can really teach me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it's people who are like younger than me, like maybe three years younger than me, Max, it's like, I feel like I'm teaching you a lot of things and I don't mm-hmm. really like that either. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a headspace of like, I need someone who is like at least three years older than me or, you know, yeah. 10 max possibly. Yeah. Um, Just to like really have somewhere to learn from like I Mm -hmm. I feel like I've spent a lot of my time my life like teaching other people especially like in romantic relationship type things Mm -hmm. um that now I'm just like I don't want to be I want to be taught like I want to learn things again I think it's also like it's not only learning and teaching it's like that also kind of equals out to like nourishment like who is also like like I can know the way that I am nourishing a relationship and like I need like also nourishment back and for certain for the curious like exploring minded people you know that does translate into like learning a lot of the time I think it's like I want to become the best version of myself and the best version of myself is someone who knows all these things and can do all these things and it's like sick I'm also that way it's 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 great but it's also like it can be overwhelming I think you yes. know because yes. it's like ugh, everything you know right. um, yeah do you feel like uh your your type um has is is like is is loosey goosey like did it change did it so like with with men it started with kind of like macho da 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 kind of I still love a man yeah what is it about a man (laughs) I I still love a man and it's it's just something about men I just love men like the shape of the body the Mm -hmm. amount of time you spend in the gym working on it Mm -hmm. you know dick (laughs) <laughs> um uh, just like uh abs pectorals like it's just so sexy like men yeah. are just so sexy yeah um don't do you wrong, like, love- like strength do you think it's like does it translate into strength or it it, it, it translates into that like mm-hmm. can you pick me up and just like there's something primal around? there oh. yeah <laughs> you know that kind of energy but also like i love 
a petite frame as well. Mm. Like a body that looks like mine mm. on another person. I'm like, oh my God, they look so hot. Like, yeah. So it and definitely that's a has- form of self-love. Is, exactly is being like me over there exactly. yes exactly exactly <laughs> and so yeah it has like shifted but I think that even still for me when it comes to like thinking about a partner like a lifetime partner mm-hmm. I love a man yeah yeah Do you but think that like- has opened up to like not just cis men right like right. this is like I love a man yeah and whatever that definition is to you Exactly. At the time. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? Um, were there any other like little like high school relationships or crushes or or what do you feel like is um, something that you've carried with you from those earlier experiences with like love and sexuality or even not carried with you learned from? Well, high school was a that was like my most that was like top. Mm-hmm. top of the line like there were other people um but like adrian was like adrian you know so a- what's adrian's remember- deal oh adrian that was, was adrian oh yeah that was adrian okay. yeah. yeah like adrian was just like uh that like that did anybody that know one. about him my older sibling and that's it and i didn't mm-hmm. tell them until like years later <laughs> yeah do you think that was a part of it like this this because yeah. at that point you're used to the secrecy you'd say yeah 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 i have been used to it for like at least four years at that point how does it make you feel um i feel like i could never love out loud i felt like there would never be an opportunity for me to have like a real partner Mm -hmm. um like and it'd be like actually respected yeah i felt like you know, coming out, quote unquote, I would just be ridiculed for the rest of my life. And I never, I didn't want that. I didn't want to be ostracized. I didn't want to be outcast. Yeah. I wanted to be as normal as possible, you know? And if that means that I have to hide who it is that I love and who I sleep with or be hidden, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I guess it's where, I guess that's just what my life has to come to. I had really accepted that as like my truth. Well, it's all you see at that moment. Exactly. And that like would be the undertone and overtone of like the next at least 10 years. Mm. I want to get to what changed that. Or at but, least, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll say like eight years. Yeah. Give or take. Before we get to how that shifts, um, I wanted to know, um, Oh my God, did I just lose it? This keeps happening. And I think it's COVID brain fog. I had a like good question. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. Uh, would you like fantasize about what a part, like a public partnership would, would be, would you like think about, um, would you even have that sort of hope of that, that like vision or was this just what was normal? Noah's Ark was my only reference, Mm -hmm. but even in Noah's Ark, like it was this queer man falling in love with this cis man who wasn't out of the closet oh uh, okay so even there it's like so even there was the like it's fantasy. still hidden so i never mm-hmm. so you don't even let yourself go there i never I, I can't recall ever being like oh like every time i would envision there would be a woman there mm. i couldn't see her face yeah 
You're just, just like, well, you know I'm going to end up having to yeah like marry a woman but there'll be a woman and there'll be a dog <laughs> <laughs> well it's like the perfect little american family you yeah know? exactly a dog and 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 a kid on the way or whatever right yeah well no she, and that's the thing she was never pregnant interesting it was just always a woman whose face i couldn't see mm. and and how would that make dog. you feel when you would have that vision did it feel I wrong would, well no i would just did it feel wrong? It felt like it felt like it wasn't mine. Like mm. it felt like it wasn't my dream. Mm. Um, but I would like have it often. Like as a kid, it would just be like, and I'll wake up like, hmm. I didn't see my. I wouldn't see myself in the dream either. You know, yeah. like it would be that kind of thing. And so, I think. Well, now, like, I, I feel like it leans more into, like, my trans identity mm. than I recognized then. But, like, I've literally always been, like, feminine. And I've always yeah. had conversations with my older sibling, like, oh, like, if I was a girl, this, if I was a girl, this, if I was a girl, this. Um, and so, so yeah. So it was a fantasy I, of a woman, but just not in the way you. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I've never, like, I've never had, like, dreams of marriages or proposals or anything like that i've never planned a wedding mm -hmm. yeah i would I, none of that but sometimes mm -hmm. you would just see this woman and a dog mm -hmm. interesting that's so wild isn't it like yeah i'm i'm doing a lot of like reading and and by that i mean audio booking um yes the twitter book the body keeps the score yes, yes. i uh, my therapist did recommend it to me i said what the book from twitter and i was like <laughs> i don't even know if we like this book or not and then i'm just like i shouldn't go to twitter to know if anything is good or bad ever because <laughs> it's a fucking toxic terrible place and the only place the reason i still have it is because i'm putting out this podcast again Anyways, <laughs> I am listening to the book. It's pretty intense, but it has like, I mean, I love it. I love learning about shit and your brain is just so crazy. Your brain is so crazy. Um, and in, in it's fascinating and just like the things that it does and the, the, you know, really just like how you are limited by your language in so many ways. And sometimes it's just an image and you don't have the words to figure out what it means until however many fucking years later, you know, right, exactly. it's crazy. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, so at some point um, that, that shifts. So 10, you know, eight, eight years later, um, things shift and what, what is it about, what ignites the shift, do you think, into who you are now or who you're becoming and being? I think um, I just got tired. I fell in love. I fell in love with somebody in college. I broke up with them. Uh, I, we were 18, both of us. It was the first time I was like with somebody who was my age. Mm -hmm. And what was it about them? Hey, I mean, just like the first night we met, it was like, I'd known them forever. Like, I have never said that about anybody. Ever. <laughs> yeah. But like them, I remember them walking into the suite where we were at. And like, I just looked at them and was like, and just like kind of turned my head, but like, you know, yeah. just checking it out. And we were sitting there just like talking and 
they had said something that I didn't agree with. And so I was like, um, no, like that's wrong. Da, da, da. And they were like, uh, well, no, da, da, da. like, and I was Perfect. like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> and I was like, but you can't beat me though, you yeah. know? And so it's like, what? And so we started to like wrestle and it was like very mm-hmm. like, you know, but we were in the room with my best friend at the time and their partner. And the guy was like their, their partner's, um, best friend mm-hmm. and so you know my best friend's partner is like oh like y'all flirting and whatever else and so me and the guy Malik that's his name mm-hmm. me and Malik were just like no but and then also, later, uh, we were, but also and then mm-hmm. so later we were all getting in the car we were just like driving around Atlanta and Malik and I were sitting in the back seat like just talking and then we we started holding hands and then like he leans in and like looks at me and I'm like looking at him. And I'm like, boy, stop looking at me like that. And next thing you know, like, I like, he didn't move. He just like kept staring at me and I'm just like, what? And he's just like, he like grabs my face and pulls it in and we just started making out in the back seat. And this is the first night that we met. And oh I was my just God. like, what? Were they also uh-huh. still in the car or it was just you two? They were literally in the car driving. Oh my god! And then, well, then the fantasy there, there, then it's real, and you are out loud, right? Was that the exactly. first time that that had ever the, the very yeah. first time that had That's ever wild. happened? And in the back of the car, the back of the car is so hot. I love the <laughs> back of a car, like some of my favorite memories (laughs) i mean i miss having a car for and that's one of the reasons (laughs) exactly 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 yeah because i have a lot of backseat stories i really do you know it's an electric space (laughs) (laughs) there's something about it it's you're like cramp it's good literally and so they're just and so his best friend's driving and like is looking in the mirror and after we get done because they didn't say anything the entire time but even if they did we wouldn't have heard them like Mm -hmm. we were just so like locked in and after it's like over we just like are smiling at each other and his best friend is like well damn y'all could have asked us to pull over or something (laughs) and we're just like oh well that's so that that must have felt good for that to not be like an awkward situation it was so perfect and so I literally like every day after class he was coming to pick me up. We were talking every day. We literally yeah. were like, we would do like dates to go to watch American Horror Story. This is when <laughs> it was on uh, yeah. TV. And it was just- then A beautiful one day time for like, gay rights. <laughs> what? Gay American rights? Horror Story. And um, <laughs> he was just like, one day he was just like, you know, like I want to be with you. Mm. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like, I'm really into you. Like, I want to be with you. And I was like, I mean, I want to be with you too. I was like, but I'm not out of the closet. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like, yeah. I want to be with you. And I was like, okay. Um, just like, are you sure? Yeah. You know, like, because like, I don't want to like tell you yes. And then like, I get uncomfortable. If, like, mm-hmm. da, da, da. he's like, I don't care. Like we could take it as slow as you need us to. Yeah. Da, da, da. And I was like, okay, perfect. And then the next day, oh, I had no. went home with all this anxiety, well, like, oh, my God, I have well, a boyfriend. Well, just what is keeping you, like, in the closet at this point, do you think? My family. Your family. Yeah. Still. And that yeah. was the thing about, like, having that m- mentality of, like, when I turn 18, I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. I you had locked myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
I had locked myself in that box for so long and had been such a secret for so long, quote unquote secret, Mm -hmm. you know, for so long that I was just like, I'm safe here. Nobody knows. I don't have to explain anything. Nobody will ask me questions. Like, it's just, it's fine. I'm normal. You know, I was well known on camp. I, I poured myself into clubs Mm -hmm. and and my education Mm -hmm. for that reason of like, I'm queer. So I have to be like, Top of the top of the top of the top. Yeah. You know? And so I was well known on on my college's campus as well. So it was like, there's no way I'm about to like pop up with a boyfriend. I just started going to school here. Yeah. I'm not going to blow this reputation. It's not happening. And when you first like saw Malik, do you think it was like, like a, an electric sort of like chemistry or was it like a recognition? Like, oh, might be like me. Um, no, I knew Malik. I knew Malik you was. You already knew. Well, it wasn't oh. like my best friend at the time was queer. Mm-hmm. We would like mm-hmm. be queer together, right? Like right. in our own little. Like so, in college, there I was expressing myself, but the world didn't. I wasn't letting right. the world it wasn't in. Like it. Official. Yeah, <laughs> there was no flag. I yeah. wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. It, it wasn't given. No, yeah. it was very much like. Mm-hmm, yes. But like me and my best friend, we would walk around campus mm-hmm. and we would see the hot boys and we'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you see him? Like, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. Like there was that, but there was never a like. A whole, yeah. um, a whole thing. A whole, yeah, orientation. I didn't come out until a whole I was orientation on your exactly. orientation. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I didn't come out until I was 22 years old, like yeah. to my, to my mom. Yeah. Right. But when I was 18, I told my older sibling and I told my best friends back home. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, my, I told them, but then when I was like 17, my friend group that I was friends with ended up like trying to out me. It was very, very violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that made me also like stay locked mm-hmm. in the box. I was like, mm-hmm. people are trying who can to like, you trust? who yeah. can I trust? You know? Yeah. Um, so, but when I saw Malik, I already knew Malik was queer, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't think that Malik would be attracted to me. Mm. Interesting um, because, because had, you're, you've been so, you know, like traipsing around those, town a little bit. Yeah. You know, so like locked in yeah. to this thing. Um, I just didn't think that I was like, I didn't think I was hot shit anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Cause it was. Bear. I have been a secret for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? and so you're like, like, I can't bring that, that power before. into the forefront. You know, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. was also that it was like I'm everybody's secret, so like I must be. I'm like because if I was hot mm-hmm. and like messing with these guys Listen. on the under, yeah. they would still, they would be like, you know what? It is what it is. This motherfucker's hot because that's the thing. Like even beyond like the sh- the the you know like orientation like uh fear or you know shame around that like it just innately feels bad to be someone's secret like on a human level like I've I feel like I've been someone's like passive secret before and it was also it was honestly like a huge thing when I started hanging out with X which Mm -hmm. was like when we were at the park like that I'd be like and, and even Austin uh like outed us on on um on the first episode where he was he said like oh yeah I'd like look over and you know he'd be like touching your leg or you'd be like and but that was honestly huge for me like any like 
little physical, um, you know, interaction, affirmation that was happening in like he kissed me for the first time, like in front of people. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that was huge for me. And it felt like insane because I'd been such a little secret before, even just like in a even not in like a, oh, my, ooh, you know, even in a passive right, right. way. But when you yeah. act different with me around other people than in close court, like, what am I doing wrong? Am I fucking gross? Exactly. Like, so you think I'm gross, you think I'm trash, and you don't want anyone to know that we've, like, touched exactly. stuff. Exactly. You know? It yep. feels like shit. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, like, I get it in that level, <laughs> you know? And, and, but that's exactly, like, that's exactly what I mean, right? Yeah. Even Even still. Um, especially if you're like, but I know I'm a prize. Exactly, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe this is like some gay shit, quote unquote. But like, mm-hmm. I'm hot. If so you're gonna it be gay matter. with anyone, you should be gay with me because like, what? <laughs> bone me? structure. <laughs> on. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you feel that so that was a was similar scary. thing? Like, it was so scary when yeah. Malik is like, I want you to be, I want to be with you. Like you are, I want us to be a thing. Yeah. It was scary. It was like, is he sure? Because like, I don't think that I'm that like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm that bitch. Like, I don't know. Well, because you, you just, hear it enough times in the ways that people are not affirming you outwardly that you're like, well, maybe it's true. Well, everybody's affirmation to me was like, you're so smart. Mm-hmm. You're so well connected. Mm-hmm. You're charismatic. You have a great personality, but nothing was ever like you're so sexy. Yeah. You're so hot. Yeah, I used to. Like, always and it was it like, was always like you're so cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to always think like if you thought I was cool, funny, interesting, you're not attracted to me, and you want to be friends with me. Yep. And if you think I'm attractive, you only want to have sex with me, and you don't want a relationship with me. You don't want to get yep. to know me. And it felt like that for a long time because it. Well, it kind of was like that for a long time, you know, and I mean, yeah, that feels like, like shit where it's like, why can't I just be one whole thing? Yeah. You know, we're literally like, we're the same generation. So like, yeah, we it's, get it. It's a thing. <laughs> People can be everything and you can love yeah. them for all of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, it just. Yeah, college was like that too. Like there were people who was who were attracted to me, but my personality was so big for mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. or like I did too much on campus for them, for them to like want to be with me publicly. Yeah. But everybody wanted to, everybody wanted to be in my bed. Yeah. Or everybody had talked about whoever had been in my bed and like da-da-da. Yeah. And it was just so crazy to me. Like, but did you feel was- like sexualized fetishized and so much yeah. it felt like it felt like I had no real friends it felt like if people didn't want to like use me for my That's connections something. on campus yeah they wanted to yeah me because they heard that like I was good in bed and it was mm-hmm. just like yeah and that, that is a thing that like some sometimes um I've, I've felt that way too. Like even in, in high school, I was doing music journalism and I'm like, wow, lots of people want to be my friend now that I can write about a band and like give them some press or get free tickets, something, you know, you know to a concert. Yeah. And exactly. there is a thing of like, sometimes I'll be like, you know, I don't want to just exist with my partner. I want to like live life with my partner. But then I also, on the other side, I'm like, sometimes just existing with my partner is like so wonderful because he's not like, trying to get shit from me you know what I mean and like just being and that's like 
it's like, okay, well, if you strip me of all of these things, how, how am I value? Am I still valuable to you? Exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. So uh, this is so, this is, there's, there's so much, this is so good. Um, but so, so you're scared of the Malik proposition, but you're kind you're like, yes. Or? I told him, yes. I yeah. literally was like, okay. And we, it, it was so blissful. We like cuddled and watched American Horror Story made out. And that was great. And then he took me back to campus and I was like, oh my God, I have a boyfriend. But like when I got back to my room and I was like, oh my God, I have a boyfriend. So blissful. Mm-hmm. That anxiety came in and was like, oh my God, I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Wait, I can't have a boyfriend. Oh no. Like then I got to tell my mom about him. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Then I got, oh, then campus is going to find out. What if people find out that I'm, oh my God. And that whole thing started happening. And I literally like saw him the next day. Mm. And was like, I think we should break up. Like, I really don't think that I could do this. Yeah, you spiral. And he was like, why? He was like, why? Like, what happened? And I just told him. And he was like, that's just like your brain talking. Like, we literally can take it slow. Like, I just mm. want to be with you. That's so nice. And I got back with, I broke up with him two times after that. <laughs> like, in the same week. And yeah. literally, he was just like, okay, like, you got to figure yourself out. Yeah. And then when I finally figured it out a month later, and I was like, I want to be with you. Like, I know that I do. He was like, I'm in a relationship. Oh, no. Oh, that's not how I wanted it to go. I have not been the same. That's how it goes. I have not been the same since. Yeah. Yeah, that's so hard. To this very second, I have not, I have like, I've been in another relationship with a person that I really care about. And we got together when I was 23. Mm-hmm. But like Malik fucked me up for the rest of my college experience. And it was nothing that he did, but it was everything that I did. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm never going to find somebody who loves me like that. How are you? Um, what's the feeling when... Like in, in this, like when you say like he fucked you up for the rest of the, like what is that feeling? What is that hurt? Is it is it hurt? Is it anger? Um, is it self directed? Um, it, I was so, I felt so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I knew that I loved him. Yeah, I had never felt like that about like even like I still get that feeling like mm-hmm. when I talk about him, and it's. I spent the next four and a half years like trying to rekindle something with him. Mm. And granted, like anytime we would see each other, we would both feel that energy. Yeah. Like to the point where like I, I saw him maybe my sophomore or junior year. He had because he had gone overseas to um to Korea for mm-hmm. like two years. And then he was like, Oh, like I'm back in Atlanta. And so we connected and just like got some food or whatever. And like the whole time I'm sitting there with him, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so in love with him. <laughs> Does he know? And Do you think he knows? In those I told things? him, I was like, yeah. I was like, I literally, I was like, I literally like can't stop thinking about you. Like you still like make my, he what was is like, it nah, about nah. him? I think just like having that first interaction, mm-hmm. it being so just like natural. And then like the rest of the Safe. time we was together yeah, was so natural. And then like this man was like, I want, you like exactly how you are like Mm -hmm. and grow with you and just like be with you like I just love who you are it was just like I had never yeah 
like do you the, feel like it was like Adrian, an overwhelming it sort felt, of acceptance well it felt like i felt with adrian but this time it was coming from somebody that i felt i could actually be with yeah without the like toxicity of that. exactly yeah and so i was like oh my god i'm never gonna it felt like noah and wade i was just mm-hmm. like well except like the sis the straight part it right. was like he's out i'm not but like it's you fine were the, it was the other way around you know yeah. it was like it's yeah. fine like because like i know that I, it's not that like it's not that like i'm trying to be straight as it is mm-hmm. like i just haven't like found that courage yet so do but, you think that you have like regret around that like that you should have just gone for it or really do you know that you needed that re- time i think that everything happens for a reason and i absolutely need that time because i would have destroyed yeah. that relationship for sure yeah i would have been i would have destroyed it because i would not have believed that i deserved it mm, mm, yeah and there was nothing that he could have said i would have self-sabotaged like um i've said i've self-sabotaged just about every relationship that I've been in. Yeah. I'm trying to be so aware of yeah. my habits, you know, because um, they can be so small and they can be really towards myself. And I won't realize until later, like, oh, wait, here are all of the ways that they're impacting, like, this relationship, this relationship, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's very hard because it can be little little things but they chip yeah. they chip you know exactly. i think that these are one of these are one of the not worst <laughs> i'm not gonna say these are some of the mo- most like frustrating stories for me i think and i think for every because i think it's just like so much has to do with timing and that is like one of the hardest things to sort of reconcile with because what can you do about it that being said and I'm not gonna like go out here and set expectations or whatever but I have had multiple episodes of this podcast where I've interviewed people about like oh yeah I had a huge crush on them in high school or I had a huge crush on them in in college never happened and they're and then it's like 10 years later they're married like crazy shit does happen you know and there is a sort of thing of like entering and and fading from people's lives at certain moments you know and it's like you needed that person then for sure yeah um I think yeah you don't who knows what could have happened if you entered that like so early and then then that could have squandered like any you know like I I I think about this sometimes too where there are people in my life that like you know I had been had like these big feelings for and whatever um that I'm just like I don't feel that way anymore I don't need that anymore but like there are certain people that's just like you're a very special person to me you're the only person I know that's like you and I don't want you to ever not be in my life in some way you know and you could have tarnished that opportunity altogether by entering too early exactly exactly and so I just recently talked to Malik like maybe a month ago, oh, like wow. for the first time in like a while, three years, three, four years. Yeah. And because they were in New York, it was, you know, and they, but I can sense that a lot of who they used to be mm. is still a lot of who they are now. Mm. And I think that I have like, granted, like, 
my emotions when I think about these people, I'm able to say their names and things like that is because of the impact that they had on my life. Right. Yeah. Um, not because like, oh, I want to walk down the aisle with them tomorrow because I don't know who the hell they are now and they yeah. don't know who the hell I am now. Yeah. Um, but. I. You know, still appreciate. For me, it's always about the person, the people who are like, I'm taking you as your full self. That's what you're looking for. Really. That's what I'm looking for. The, yeah. la- the My girlfriend in college, literally, I remember laying in the bed with her and she's, she turned over to me and was just like, do you like guys? And I was like, what? Mm. And she was like, no, like, it's fine. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't care if you do. And I was like, but why are you asking me this? She's like, I mean, I like girls, but like, mm. and I was like, I mean, yeah, like, I guess I can consider myself bisexual. It's the first time I ever said it. Yeah. And that's like, in high school? This is in college. I mean, in college, in college, yeah. Yeah, I'm like 21. How did that, that feel point. to say? I was just like, oh. <laughs> she got out of me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she was like, okay. And that felt good. And I was like, that's it? And she was like, yeah. I had never had that experience before in my life. Because it, everybody told me, like, oh, girls don't you like. can't be that, yeah. You know, like, you can't do, you know. And so to be, like, validated, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. It's so. So I can't possibly even have a wife. Mm-hmm. Now a wife is a possibility. Or a cis woman, rather, yeah. is a possibility, you know? All of these people are sort of opening different little windows and doors exactly. of, like, possibility. Everyone is saying it's okay to be who you are mm-hmm. and I'll still love you. Yeah. The person that I want that to come to from the most was my mother. Yeah. And that never happened. Yeah. And that's why it was still hard for me to accept everybody else's acceptance and then further accept my own because the one, the person who I cared about it coming from the most mm-hmm. had not said that this thing was okay. This is who raised me. This yeah. is who I don't want to embarrass. Right. Yeah. If it's going to embarrass her, I'm not going to do it. That was my mindset for 25 years. Yeah. It's so like, I mean, that's that thing of like these early, like it's what you learn you know, and you don't even know you're learning it of like, here's what I have to be. Here's what I need. Um, and here's who I need to get it from. And if something doesn't, you know, work there along the way, um, it can really steer all of your decisions or all of your instincts and your, your, your moves, you know, and, it's so it's it's so wild though because it's like you try not to be defined by those things, you know. Yeah. Like like I am not defined by a need for validation. Mm-hmm. Um but it does propel you into sort of like well, I guess now it's like what is validation, right? And like what is authentic validation and what does that feel like? And what does that require? What yeah. does, what, how do you feel about that? Like, like today, um, what would make you feel authentically seen? I think, um, 
I've given myself <clears throat> permission to do whatever I feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Show up however I feel like showing up and being however I feel like being. Um, when I was in Denver recently, um, I was just there like existing. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, putting on this like shell of protection of like, oh, like people see me as masculine. So I have to present that way. And then I was like, no, I don't. If I feel like wearing my clothing, how I wear my clothing, if I feel like being the femme, the non-binary femme, the gender fluid femme that I am, the trans femme that I am, then I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And anybody who has a problem with it has a problem with themselves because it ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's not my problem that you don't like the fact that I have on clothes that I paid for with my money. Yeah, that's a really freeing um, way to get there. You know, you know, like, what's my problem? It's not it's not my problem. Yours. It's not. <laughs> it's quite not yeah. like I'm walking down the street, going to the destination that I'm going to. And you have the audacity to call me something crazy. Mm hmm. I don't know you. (laughs) Yeah. I've never experienced you. You've never experienced me. You don't know what kind of person I am. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But you have the audacity to try to pass judgment on me. You have some issue that you're dealing with that has nothing to do with me. And so I'm going to keep going about my day. Yeah. That confidence has like reinvent. Because remember, that was the kind of kid that I was. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's circling back. Exactly. And I think that's huge. I think, I mean, I feel like I've been in that space and I feel like people in general right now are in this space of like rediscovery of like, wait, I had something there and I actually, I like, it's, it's sort of like this special early thing that it's like, well, imagine if it could be in my wiser hands now, you know, like this special energy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's so great. I think it's, but it's, it's deceptively painful. I mean, at it least is. for me. Yeah. When you look, well, when you look back over your life and you're like, fuck, I could have been living like this for all those years too. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, but if you would have been living like that all those years, you would have missed out on so many lessons. Mm-hmm. What but you said earlier, right? The, yeah. the hardships of like where you're going, you wouldn't have had those finite experiences right. to like, help you get back to oh okay well I've been through all that shit I can now go to this level and it'd be fine yeah and it's even just like the clarity of knowing okay I don't want to continue doing that I want to the rest of my life can be this way you know and that's like a big thing to have to decide of like okay it's like might be hard and it might be painful but ultimately the rest of my life is gonna be a lot better if I like do this shit now and get back there you know Mm -hmm. um do you think that, uh, so do you think you, you, you seek validation anymore? Like from a, from a maternal, um, standpoint? No, my mom, um, we recently broke up. Mm-hmm. So I'm more so just like, I'm my own mother. Yeah. And, you know, I think I would like, I think naturally like, to feel void of like a maternal figure is like 
something real and something that I still enjoy and like would like to have mm-hmm. but at the same time like I am perfectly fine um just like mothering my own self right well because it's also just like how we choose to define our world you know yeah. and like the people in our lives and what they mean to us um exactly. yeah I mean I think it's it's such you know this was reiterated a lot at the old park um and I think it's a very simple thing that I do actually I'm trying to apply to different parts of my life which is just the idea of working smarter not harder and Mm -hmm. like being honest with yourself of like this is what I need and here's like how am I gonna get it like maybe it's not gonna be in the way that like this person thinks I should or shouldn't or or society has told me I should or shouldn't you know um but if it gets me where I need to be and I'm feeling like good and safe and and like myself like no one can tell you what your relationships need to be, you know? Exactly. And that's like, it's, 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 it's hard, but I think that's like also very brave, like honorable work to be like, like that's like, you know, serving yourself. It's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that, especially if it's not like what we're told to do. That goes back to your earlier point of like, I turn 26 tomorrow. Oh, really? So, yeah. Look at that. So it's like, fuck. What was I going to say? <laughs> We're turning 26 tomorrow. Said, you said, oh, oh, right. I turned 26 tomorrow. So it's like, I'm still young. So young. Yeah. Right? Like, I still have so much life ahead of me. Right. But it feels like I've been in a rat race this entire time. Well, because but now you I'm have. Like, like, it's been cuckoo. Life pull is yourself crazy. out of there. Yeah. You I was know. just talking to our our mutual friend the other day about mm-hmm. how sometimes I'll think about like, like, wow, I've actually lived a lot of fucking life, you know, yeah. and I've had a lot of eras. I've had a lot of like, like moments in time. And it's like, well, Every if I've year. had all of that as like a child, like imagine how much Every life I have. Year. Every mm-hmm. year has been a new era. Yeah. Every year. And I've noticed it, especially in college. Like I remember going to school every year and I looked like a completely different person every year yeah and like my best friend at the my best friend actually was still my best friend would comment on it and would be like bitch every year you come back to school <laughs> you've leveled up like you give giving different energy like and I'm Pokemon. just like <laughs> he's like you, you evolve so like and so like my identity has become evolution yeah like people have literally said, like you evolve so rapidly, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm just like, huh? Do I? I feel like that's just I'm your natural like, way. Yeah, but then I'm like, you know what? When I think back over the year, I'm like, okay, this was that era. Ooh, but you know. Yeah. But I think more recently, especially during this pandemic, it's been like I'm seeing eras being repeated mm-hmm. and being like, okay, this kind of reflects 2017, or this kind of reflects. You know, and yeah. so it's like, okay, now I'm because I'm doing that work, that shadow work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little plug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm I'm seeing the reflection, but it's also teaching me like, you've seen this time and again, even mm-hmm. in your childhood. Mm-hmm. But now it's in, like you said, my wiser hands. Yeah. And so now I'm able to actually like massage it and like, 
This reminds me so much of like, I, I, so have you heard of the artist's way? I was doing this book, the artist's way, you know, yes. and there is a thing that I've, that's been very useful to me, like where it talks about like creative U-turns, like U-turns mm-hmm. in your life where it's like, you need to look back on certain things and mourn certain things. Yes. Um, but also reconsider some things like yes. maybe I dismissed this prematurely you know um and and maybe there's this thing has new life in in the person that i am today and like not to be corny but like literally why this podcast is back honestly because i looked back at stuff and i was like i'm not happy where i'm at right now da 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 you know what i always thought the podcast was good and i and it didn't deserve it, it it it's been off for two years and it didn't get the shot it deserved and i think it it has more story and life left. Right. And I'm so fucking glad because now I'm here doing this with you. And this is and good for you because like, who's going to, who's to tell you no, other than you, like right. we've allowed people in society to tell us no. And it's like, they only saying no because they are afraid to do their, whatever their thing is. Yeah. That has nothing to do with you. It literally has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You so know? much has nothing to do with us. So and much. it's crazy. And it's both terrifying and so freeing, you know? Yes. It's like, exactly. take that information exactly. and roll with it how you gotta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ash, we've been talking for so long, but this has yes. been so great. We can we can absolutely wrap it up. Any like remaining thoughts you have on all of this stuff? Um, or we could just go to plugs. I don't know. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the most important thing is like we belong to ourselves before we belong to anybody. And if your relationship with yourself is not mm. rooted in something that's true and authentic and genuine, like mm-hmm. whoever you're going to be with, it's not going to be rooted and in loving. something. And loving. Loving, right? Yeah. And it's not going to be that, right? So reflect your, just reflect to yourself, like look in the mirror and like, into yourself affirm yourself like that is the most important thing that I have had to like reteach myself because mm-hmm. I remember being young and like being in the mirror and being like you're a hot shit like you are fine as fuck like yeah. and like actually meaning it because I would forget like I wouldn't look in the mirror like at myself and not look and I'd be like wait a second <laughs> you know yeah and so that like remembering self and like remembering as in like putting back together like mm-hmm. yourself is so important um and affirming yourself like knowing that you are the best thing that has ever happened to you and mm-hmm. you will be the best thing that has ever happened to you always yeah um, yeah that's it that's great I mean and and I think it was one of the first things that I really noticed about you and that I admired about you was the way that you were so secure and almost unbothered where it's like you could have a disagreement with someone, you know, and not let it like take over your soul and just be, and, and, and be like, we can agree to disagree in a genuine way. And like a lot of people say that and they do not mean it, you know? And I was like, well, that's fucking, that's like radical love. Like that's radical love of self and of like understanding. And that is like, that's how I want to move. That's so graceful, you know? Um, and I'm so glad that I know you and I'm so glad that we got to do this and more people are going to know you now. And and I'm sure feel like 
they identify with a lot of what you said. I think, and 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 even if not, there's always something to learn and know. Um, exactly. And on that note, let's plug some stuff. What do What do you want to plug today? Uh, we're gonna plug Nine Media Source, which is my production agency. If you're looking for video edits, if you're looking for yes. music, that's amazing. If you're looking for a beautiful a face to so, like collaborate with. To collaborate with and to um, book, hello, yes. then here I am. Um, you can find me there. Um, we're going to plug uh, For the Girls, which is a black trans um, black trans party collective, but they do so much more than that. They are raising funds for like rent relief for black trans femmes mm-hmm. and black trans people for uh, gender affirming surgeries, um, travel needs, and so on and so on. We're gonna plug Abolition Park for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) That's also my plug. (laughs) And um, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Ashwagandha. That's O-S-H-W-A-G-H-A-N-D-A. Spelling. Oh. I will link all of it if it's if that. I will link everything, and, we'll and if I spell that. it wrong, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been this has been the best. Um, I simply yeah. adore you, and I can't wait to put this out. And and thanks I'm for so listening, glad. everybody. Follow Osh yeah. and and contribute to all of those things. They're all good. Um, until next time. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>